Okay, we are. Wow, my mic peaked out there. I apologize, people. Um, this is episode like thirty-four. I think you might be off because I think like I I don't want to get caught in these weeds here, but I think wow. that we I when so I am the one that uploads them. Oh, this might be thirty-six, Jordan, because. <gasps> when so you were way off um because i called it episode 33 when we had a little 45 seconder on our feed to go listen to finding your niche oh shoot i forgot about that one jake crans hosted us so i called it episode 33 and then episode 34 was last week when i recorded a solo episode in which jordan last week exposed that he did not listen to the whole thing and so now you know this is episode 36 because last week was episode 35 so Jordan, you like took it, you taken like a month off a swipe up and it, it shows. Do you want to hear something? <laughs> sure. Breaking news. <laughs> I hadn't, I, I knew you thought about doing a solo episode. I didn't yeah. know you actually did one. Oh, I actually did one. Wow. I mean, this, I, I don't know if this is an indictment on you, Jordan, as much as it is our ability oh, no. to share to our listeners that we had just have a new episode out. Like, does anybody ever know that we put an episode? It, it, it actually does surprise me often when I go and look at our po- when I go and look at our podcast analytics that we yeah. get like a pretty consistent amount of people to listen because we literally don't post about it. Any like we don't post about it anywhere. It just you know people must be following us on Spotify or yeah. iTunes and it just shows up in their podcast feed because we we literally do not promote it anywhere when we release a new episode we just yeah. i think people just kind of assume oh every Thursday there's going to be a new one and those it same those same 20ish people just will listen every single week and so uh it's all it's always kind of hilarious to me but that might be that might, that might be something we have to work on if just people aren't knowing that we're dropping new episodes I know. Being well, one of them <laughs> one of the hosts doesn't even know yeah uh, last when you said you dropped your your new instagram on the last episode i assumed it was the one with jake oh yeah no so, okay anyway that was a surprise you made a episode by yourself so yeah okay well it was, it was weird i just sat here and i just spoke to the camera for you know 20 i think it was like 27 minutes i thought i thought it turned out good. i thought it turned out pretty well but it was I, I felt like I was going crazy a little bit. I'm, I'm just sitting in front of a wall right now. So it was just kind of, yeah. uh, I can't imagine what it must have looked like at least when we, yeah. When we brought that up, I, in my head, I'm like, what would I talk about? Because I'm, I'm not a very good like speaker. I'm not great with my words. So to sit there and ramble by myself for a half hour, sure. I don't know if I could do it. It was tough. I mean, it was a good, you know, I just, I kind of wrote down a couple notes of things that I wanted to to touch on and I, I can't imagine it was extremely entertaining, but I mean, not to brag, it did do as well as, if not better than some of our episodes. So Damn. that might mean you just have to kick me out forever. <laughs> You're on the chopping line. No, I, could, <laughs> I could not do that week in and week out. And I, uh, yeah. When you once you listen to the episode, you'll realize that I, I think a couple times I say like, wow. I, I don't think I said explicitly I miss Jordan was here, but you'll kind of <laughs> be able to read between the lines and be like, wow, he does, he does miss me and need me for any sort of entertainment value. Anyway, well, hey, that makes enough about us. Um, so. I think we wanted to talk about and this is such a fantastic transition too. Um, yeah. we wanted to talk about uh, like like new clients. So if you guys can't understand, Jordan and I are really br- bringing in the dough. And last week we talked <laughs> about how much we get referred to other people. And now we're going to talk about how we have to brutally turn people down that, you know, there, there now is a waiting list of people that want to work with us. Obviously that is a joke and, Yep. There's not a waiting list of people that want to work with us, but there are situations in all seriousness where, you know, we'll have a project come across our ta- our table or a, you know, a potential client come across our table and we do have to seriously consider, you know, do we take them on? Do we not take them on? Um, and I think it might be interesting to talk about what 
goes into those considerations and what goes into those decisions. Uh, because I don't think I have a distinct criteria of, you know, this is a yes, this is a no. Um, so I, I, I'll just be curious to hear, and I'll let you start about what goes through your mind when a new client, a new opportunity sort of pops up uh, and how you weigh that decision. Right. So, you know, in this whole freelancing world, like everything to me at least comes in waves. So like there's going to be some months where I'm, you know, working with maybe two monthly clients and I'm just not as busy. And that's where I focus a lot of my time on personal content or just trying different things. This month, for example, or this whole new year actually has just been like a bombardment of new projects and clients. And I would never complain about that. Like that's a blessing. I'm so glad to have people in my network who can refer me and just trust me to do good work for them. And like there does come a point where new projects come in and today alone I've, well, today and yesterday I turned down two projects and and by no stretch of any imagination, does that mean I'm making like the amount of money I want to make doing this? Yeah. It's just to me when this happens, like it tells me that something needs to change with the either my process or, you know, like for example, my pricing, this could mean like, Hey, let's jack up the prices just a little bit more. Yeah. Like that way you're kind of, you don't want to like say weed out the ones who aren't going to pay for it, but it's like, how do people in our situations get to where they want to be? Like they, over time, they have to increase their prices, which attracts bigger, higher paying clients. Right. And like when I hit these, I don't want to call them roadblocks either, but they're kind of these little roadblocks where you just, you kind of have to stop and reevaluate because you're turning people down who want to work with you. And if you had told me, you know, this time last year, like, Hey, you're going to start turning down clients in a year. I'd be like, okay, you're absolutely crazy. I'm going to take anyone who, you know, wants to work with me because I need that money. But, um, to answer like your original question, like what goes into that criteria for me, it's if someone comes to me and says, you know, and I can kind of tell off the bat, like they're going to be a monthly client, like, reoccurring retainer revenue, like then I'm like 90% more, you know, willing to be engaged in a, you know, actual contract or conversation conversation about that. Sure. You know, if it's, it's, if it's a one-off project, like, Hey, I need you to, you know, edit this one video for me or come shoot this, you know, seminar for me. Like, then that's where I'm like, okay, yeah. I, I can't do that. I don't have time. Yeah. So those, I guess just that, that's the biggest like factor for me is like, if it's going to be a monthly, you know, or if I suspect that it could be, you know, a retainer client, then I'm going to, you know, at least entertain the option. And if it's a one-off project, more than likely just going to say no. Um, but I'll, I always tell them like, you know, reach back out and I give them like a day, like, Hey, I'm going to be like two weeks. You know, I have my first opening for a new project. That's just how I like to word stuff. Like, yeah, you know, to clients, I don't like to say I'm booked for ever. Like, Hey, I've, you know, an opening in the next couple of weeks, reach back out. And right. most of the time they do, they have. So right. I yeah, think it's that's, important. That's, that's interesting. Cause I don't really think I would ever, it, I'd be curious to learn about a situation in which I would be hired for my services as sort of more of a, like a, as a project base, like everything that yeah. I do is just sort of assumed to be continuing. Yeah. And at the very least, like a long-term, like maybe it's this only a six month thing. Although I don't even think I've run into something like that. Uh, I just kind of assume everything to be indefinite. And uh, I think that is pretty beneficial 
especially for me as somebody who likes to plan things a little bit more, I can count on income more regularly um, where project-based stuff, obviously you can't. Uh, but it is interesting. I, I think you brought it up. Like the, the two, the two ways that we grow in this business are raising our prices or hiring more people to yeah. sort of take care of that, that kind of stuff. And that's something that I've considered, like even within the last week I had uh, somebody refer uh, a, a guy to me and we, we hopped on a call and he's a really nice guy. And I really enjoyed our time talking and learning about his business. Uh, but I kind of realized during the call that this was going to be a, a pretty big client to take on. Like it wasn't something that I could just kind of sneak in and, and add uh, seamlessly. Like it was going to be something where I was going to have to make some sort of change. And my thought was, okay, I was going to have to hire somebody on or like, you know, contract somebody out to, if not just help on that project with some of the execution stuff, you know, like the, the actual posting and, and stuff like that. Um, maybe just bring them into Tyler Web LLC in general and just have them take some of the some of the smaller tasks off my plate yeah. so I could focus more holistically on this new client. But it is it is interesting because you do get to a point um, and maybe we're both there. Maybe we're both. I think we're at bo- both at least pretty close where you have to start saying no so often where you think like, OK, something is going to have to change. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, that's going to be an interesting and, and probably a bit of a, a scary point because then you have to hire somebody new and like, yeah. There's a whole more whole slew of considerations uh, that you have to make starting then. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you just said it too. Like the scariest thing for me at this point is, and we've talked about it before on the show, is that I am at the point where I, you know, almost need to hire someone. And for me, that looks like, you know, because I, I battle in my head too, because I think clients have, you know, clients are paying me monthly for, you know, my product. And for me, my product is I go out and shoot a video, I come back and I put an edit together, like my hands are on everything. And the battle that goes back in my head is if, like, if I send, you know, someone else to go shoot this video, like they're going to bring it back and they wouldn't shoot it how I would have shot it. And then like, right from there, the edits gone. Or if I have them edit it, they wouldn't have edited how I, but it's, it's one of those battles in my head but it's it's one of those things too where like that's what you know an interview process is for like having people show you their work and like you know would they be able to match you know kind of my style for real estate videos etc because right. i do know like i need to if i want to scale which is the ultimate plan here in this year um especially with like the real estate business is the real estate side of the business um it's gonna have it's gonna take at least two bodies. So, yeah, I mean, I think you, it's the same thought process for me when I think about outsourcing a task. It's something like, is it out? Is it something that is outsourceable or is it something? Cause I, I completely agree with that sentiment of, you know, somebody hires you to work with you. And especially when it's, you know, Tyler Webb LLC or they're hiring Jordan Lindell, like they're, they're expecting to work with you and they're expecting, you know, they see your work and they like you as a person, hopefully or enough to yeah. work with you that, I would feel bad if I basically pawn them off to somebody who, you know, I'm paying yeah. less than what I'm making. Like, that's what it is, right? You're, you're, you're going to pay somebody le- a little bit yeah. less than what you're charging the client to, to do the work for, good point. for them. And so I think that's something that you have to consider not only when you're hiring somebody, but also when you're working with a client that you don't want to just be the guy that sits there like a mob boss and takes them off the top while they get, you know, while yep. they work with somebody who's not you. 
And so I think the consideration is like, how do you find tasks or how do you hire out tasks that are maybe a little, is a little less obvious, not that you're like hiding it from your client, but it's um, a little less obvious just from a general standpoint that it's not you doing the work. You know what I mean? So for me, that looks like, I think the first thing I'd have somebody that I hire out do is have them just actually schedule out or post all of the things that I post. Like, I think my workflow is to the point right now where with a lot of clients, we upload stuff to Airtable, it gets approved. And then I could hire somebody out to take it from Airtable to getting it posted because the captions are already there. The platforms that goes on are already there. The time, the content is all there. All they have to do is take from Airtable and put in schedule it or post it live or whatever it is. And that's something that there's no difference between me doing that and stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? For you, maybe that looks like having somebody go out and do real estate videos. And I recognize it's very different because they're just in videography, there's just a million different things you can do at any given time. There's one way to schedule a post, but nevertheless, I think the same principles of like, what is the most replicable? What, what part of this business is the most scalable? Um, you know, that's probably where you have to start. And I don't have to tell you that, but that's just me yeah. out loud about where you could go. No. Yeah. That, I mean, that brings up an idea in my head too. Cause I think about, uh, like Pertilli's content. Like I don't see for as long as we work with Ryan Pertilli, I don't see anyone else I don't see me hiring anyone else to shoot and edit those videos. Like I want full control of those. 100%. But for example, like say it's a one-off client who just wants kind of the, your basic, you know, listing video where, you know, it's set to some, you know, nice music and you're just kind of walking through the home. Like yeah. I feel like those are situations where I could definitely hire someone to go shoot that at least or even shoot and edit. Um, because I, I mean that at the end of the day, that could just be good practice for them too to get mm-hmm. good at real estate 100%. video. And then- and who knows, like as, as that person, whoever is hired, you know, continues to make those videos, then you can gain trust with some of your other clients and say like, Hey, I got this guy, Joe, let's call him Joe. Right. Like Joe makes great real estate videos. Here's what he done. Like, here's what he's done. Do you want to do like, do you mind if he goes and shoots on locations that mm-hmm. you request for me? And they'll be like, yes or no. And then I feel like that's how I can go about it. But yes, for those, you know, like, like I said, with the Pertilli stuff where you kind of, I need more control over the entire vision of the content and the video. That's where I feel like I could, or I need to be on the side of the the camera and the computer. So yeah, I I think about other things too. Like, and I go, like I said, I go in my, in my head about this all the time. Like what can I hire out? Because I did the thing. I read the, what it's called four hour work week. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, he's hiring virtual assistants in the Philippines to do tasks for him. And it's like, where would that ever fit into my workflow? Right. And it's like, I think about stuff that takes up time for me is exporting videos. Like this is useless time now, exporting videos, uploading to drive, uploading to YouTube channels and, um, file transfers. Yeah. Like those four things. If I cut those out of my week, like, I feel like I could add back, you know, maybe even something crazy, like six to 10 hours. That's a lot of freaking time <laughs> because you know, it's like, I do this stuff like when the day is over, typically like I'll wait to export a video until, you know, I go make dinner or something yeah. and I just let it run. And then I upload stuff like when I go to bed and like all that stuff. So, I mean, tasks like that is where I could, you know, have someone next to me and just hand off the hard drive and say, upload this, you know, and they can, do that. But I don't know. This is just would, me like brainstorming now. <laughs> that would that would be awesome. I mean, is there a, I, I'm not like, I think there is a way where you could, and that might just take as much time too, but basically like send over a, a 
Premiere file. And I think you can just download the, like you can just attach the relevant clips, you know, because obviously Premiere sources videos from your hard yeah, drive from or from your desktop yeah. or whatever, where you could like send that file and be like, you know, to, to even a virtual assistant. Yeah. And be like, hey, you know, I need this exported and uploaded here, here, and here. Um, but again, like maybe you also have to consider like what stuff is not worth your time to even outsource, you know, like maybe that is <laughs> so hard to set up where it's not even worth your time. Or maybe you could get yeah. somebody that works, you know, with you in Minneapolis and can do that kind of stuff for you. Um, I, I think you're, uh, I think you're on the right train of thought of things to consider that just take up sort of like useless time. Yep. And I do think too, like other areas of my business, for example, like the 360 tours, the iGuide camera, mm-hmm. that's that's something that doesn't require like a, uh, you know, a different touch when you're going to edit it or shoot it. Like it's all the same. Yep. So like hiring someone to do just those to save me drive time, upload time, all that stuff. Like that's an, another area that could improve or editing photos. For example, I don't think I'm a great photo editor at all. I just, I take pictures and I throw them in the Lightroom and I maybe toss a preset and do some other stuff. Yep. And then like, that's another area where I could, hire that out just have someone here who's you know maybe they help make content for me and then have them do that so yeah i just think it's one of those things where i'm at the point where i just need to do it i just need to hire someone and then just whether it's taking a little financial hit right away like it's gonna be fine i'm gonna get through it but in the long run i just need to i need to quit being a little b (laughs) i mean it is yeah you gotta quit being a rule about it and uh, <laughs> I mean, not to slander Rue, but hey, I think she's sleeping, man. Come on, just let her be. Like in the dictionary definition, she is a little B. She is. Um, right. <laughs> she also has a little spunk to her. So, you know, she might, does have a little spunk. Yeah. But I, I, I think you're exactly right. And I think it's, I, I th- we are both the types of people to be, let's just try it and let's just do it and figure out the kinks as they go. Um, I, I think I'm fortunate enough to, and I don't even know if you would, I don't even know how you'd go about finding those people or if you even know who those people would be. I, I think I'm lucky enough where I have a couple people in mind. Um, and I've even gone as far as like reaching out to these people and being like, Hey, this is something that I have an idea of down the road. I might need some help here, here. Would you ever consider doing this? Um, and I basically pitch it as, you know, have you ever thought about freelancing doing social media? You know, I might need help on a project. Yeah. Would you ever consider doing that? Um, and I've gotten good responses. So like, I know a couple people in my mind of, of who I would think about doing. And I think I would just have to do it and bring them on. And like you said, take a, you know, you're not going to be making as much money as you could right away. But then again, when I think about this specific project, like if I were to take on this project, I wouldn't be able to take it on unless I brought somebody like, unless I got help from somebody else. So just in that, in that like thing alone and that idea alone, I'm already making more money because I have somebody to help if that makes sense. So maybe for you, it's like a similar thing where the next time, you know, maybe you line some people up who you think might be good. And the next time a new project hits that you just can't take on because you have too much time, that's when you pull the trigger and you're like, all right, I can do the project and I'm going to tap on X person, Joe, to come on and help because, you know, now you're confident that you won't even be taking a financial loss, at least in the short term where, you know, you're only taking on the project because Joe is able to help you. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. All things yeah. to consider. I don't like, I don't even know if you know where you'd find a person like that or if you have an idea of who that person would be. I definitely have a couple people in mind nice. and, um, 
and it's just for me it's one of those things where i need to kind of get over the fact that i don't need my hands on everything within the business there's yeah. certain things like i mentioned like with ryan like i do need my hands on mm-hmm. but at the end of the day there's a lot of tasks and a lot of things i can teach people i feel like that you know that they'd be able to match my vision if that makes any sense but for sure um yeah i definitely have a couple people in mind and i know you know one guy in particular he's actually going to shadow me here at the end of this week but he's he like reached out and he's kind of just getting into video and he's just really curious and he's like i want to you know just kind of learn do you like he straight up offered like stuff like that if people reach out to you and he's just gonna come hang out and help me out for free like that's you know i think i'm you know if you're if you're blessed in that sense where people are reaching out to you like that's that's another great thing to have but 100 um yeah it's just like I said, it's one of those things where in our world it's tough because you're trying to do anything and everything to keep costs to a minimum and you're, you know, trying to make as much money as you can. So that means taking on as many clients as you can. And at some point you just, you got to be okay with taking a little bit of a cut to know that in the long run, you're going to, you're going to make more money. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to basically look like a, you know, nobody's watching this, but I'll describe it. You go, you know, you go up on the, you go up on the chart and then maybe you have to veer down a little bit and there's a little bit of a V because you're making less money yep. and then you shoot up even higher than your previous high, just because now all of a sudden, you know, you, you, you swallowed the short-term hit of hiring somebody and working out those kinks. And then all of a sudden you're, you're to the moon because now you can bring on more clients. You just opened up your, your yeah. capacity to, to take on more people. And, I think you're right. I mean, for me at least, and it sounds like for you, it's just a matter of doing it. Um, and I think that was, I, that was at least one of my goals in 2021 was to bring somebody on to do some of the, some of the stuff that is, like I said, a little bit more replicable, um, a little bit easier, more easily taught. And, uh, it sounded like that was one of your goals too. So if anybody, if anybody wants to come and work with Jordan and I, sure thing. I, yeah. And, (laughs) but listening, shoot us a DM. On LinkedIn or Instagram, Jordan Lindell, Telegram Web on LinkedIn, and uh, let us know that you yeah, want to work. That'd be fantastic. I think uh, I think one of the one of the best skills or one of the most admirable traits I I like to see in people are like their that sort of willingness. That's awesome. And think back, Jordan, to when you were just getting started, so, like somebody completely green to video or to real estate. Like how awesome would it have been to get not only like learn from somebody who's doing what you're doing, but also get paid for it. You know, I'm assuming, yeah. I'm assuming the Jordan Lindell internship is going to be a paid, not yeah. internship. the Jordan Lindell working <laughs> yes. experience is going to be a, a paid one. And Definitely. so that, that's awesome that you not only get to learn from, you know, somebody like Jordan or myself who's already doing that. Um, but you know, also you get paid for it. That's uh, it's not a bad gig. So if you're interested, reach out and maybe we have a spot for you somewhere down the line. For sure. And again, Saul comes back to scaling. And, you know, I think it, it really is an important thing to note too. Like, it's okay to say no. Like at the end of the day, if, you know, sometimes you don't feel like, you know, especially from a perspective of you can't put the best product out to the client or your current clients, like then it's perfectly okay to say no to projects. Yeah. Rue agrees. I don't know if you heard that. I did. I did. She, she's been quiet, but she, uh, yep. she really liked that point apparently. She- I don't think it was that great, but I think that was, that was her telling us to end it. She's like, no, yeah. guys, Oops. listen, <laughs> she's getting sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week, but good stuff, Jordan. That was great. Yep. Thank you everybody for listening and see you in the next episode. Peace. Yep. Peace.